You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I am your host, Kristen Maxwell. And in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to transform your own life. Today, I am really excited to be talking to Amanda Hainlein about how to gain control over your emotions and what a relevant topic that is for so many of us getting stuck in um, in places where it feels really, really difficult to pull yourself out. And um, I'm really excited to see what she what she let to, lets us know about this. So Amanda Hainline is a healer who discovered her abilities when she had a spontaneous Kundalini awakening that rocked her world and changed the course of her life. She's the author of Feel Better in Five Minutes, an empowering guide to gain control over your emotions. And she now works with people as a healer. And Amanda, welcome to your superpowered mind. Thanks for having me. A pleasure to be here. Thank you. So Amanda, my first question is always, what superpower did you uncover as the result of mastering your mind? Well, I would say the superpower I uncovered would be really learning how to deal with emotions and what emotions are at their core so that we're not afraid of them. We're bringing them out of the dark, so to speak, so that people really start to understand that they don't have to function in those um, low places that people tend to, you know, identify with as part of who they are, part of their identity. And as I went through the process that I went through, I really started understanding that there was nothing wrong with me, that it was just these emotional states that I was experiencing as a result of the traumas that I had accumulated over my lifetime. And then learning how to process all of that trauma and energy and emotions so that I could really be free from those things that were holding me back in my life. Yes. I'm, I'm making notes. <laughs> that is um, amazing. I love what you're talking about. There is that nothing is, was wrong with you. And Maybe you could talk a little bit more about what you mean by that. Well, the analogy I like to use for people is um, to, to kind of give you a visual is, you know, if you walk into a room and it's full of a ton of stuff, there's like just all kinds of crap in there and, and you open the door and you go, oh my gosh, this room is so full of stuff. You don't open the door and you say, there's something wrong with this room. You say mm-hmm. it's just full of stuff. And it's, you're exactly the same way. You've just got a bunch of things in the way. So you can't see the beauty of who you are. So by taking that stuff out, by removing all of those extra things that are in the way of seeing yourself, 
you really get to the core of your true essence and start understanding who you are as a person without all of the things that are weighing you down. All of the traumas that you've experienced over your lifetime are creating all these filters that you're viewing the world through. And when you start re- releasing those that energy and those traumas, those emotions, you start to really free up your mind and your energy system, your physical body to embrace life in a whole new way. So it's, it's just a way of looking at it, you know, the messy room analogy. I just love that one because it, it really helps people understand. It's like, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just, you've had these experiences that have been difficult and, um, and it's, it's changed the course of your life, but you can actually shift that into a better place by starting to clear these emotions that you've held onto for so long. Yes, I love that. That is such a perfect uh, analogy because there is a way where people are, well, I'm always grumpy or I'm always so negative or, you know, I'm angry all the time and there's something wrong with me. And so what you're saying is it's because we've experienced things from our past that have caused us to you know, that we're carrying the the energy from those, and then it makes us behave. Oh, I love that. That's, that's really great. Um, We are going to cut to a break really quickly. Um, Can you let people know where they can find out more about you and your book? Of course. Um, My website is amandahainline.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at AK Hainline. And then my book is on Amazon, Feel Better in Five Minutes, An Empowering Guide to Gain Control Over Your Emotions. Great. I am really excited to go deeper into actually what does it look like to start to um, clear some of those low vibration emotions so you can start to be yourself. So hang on and we'll be right back. The Superpower Experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high vibe connections, Superpower Masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Kristen Maxwell, and I'm talking to Amanda Hainline about gaining control of emotions. And my first question then is you mentioned what that you were talking about, what emotions are at their core. So what are emotions at their core? Well, what what I like to kind of help people see is that, you know, when we experience emotions, a lot of times we don't understand where they come from. We get triggered from different things. And emotions really are energy at the core. Um, whenever we have emotions that we seemingly can't let go of, that we've identified with, it really does come from, from traumas, from energy we're carrying, from experiences that we've had in our life. So if we can start to address emotions from a different perspective, it's it makes it a little bit easier to let go of. So I, my background is, is energy work and um, intuitive healing. So looking at the energy system and looking at, you know, your chakras, your aura, um, all of that, that energy system makeup 
really everything that we experience as emotion starts energetically. So if you can go back and address the root of that in the energy system and where we're holding all of that energy from our traumas and, and things that have, have occurred in our lives that have been difficult, then the emotional states actually start to shift on their own. But what happens is people don't, you know, you don't really walk around and say, well, oh, my aura feels so heavy today. Or, you know, I think my, my solar plexus chakra is congested. I mean, nobody talks like that, right? They walk no. around and they say, oh, I'm, I'm depressed. I'm, I'm anxious. I'm angry and that kind of thing. And so, but if you can start addressing things from the root that is in the energy system, it's a lot easier to start letting go of those emotional states. Everything starts to shift just kind of automatically when you start addressing it that way. And so when you say address it at the root, what is that? What does that mean? That might be kind of a hard question, but yeah, no. Energy. It, so it's it's kind of like you you know what I what I talk about in the book. The analogy I use is the sandwich. The body, mind, spirit is is kind of this. If you look at it as a sandwich, you have two pieces of bread and the stuff in the middle of the sandwich, and the bottom piece of bread is the spirit or the energy system. And you don't really see that when you're looking at a sandwich from the top. You know, it's kind of this unseen piece, and the middle is the emotional states where you know, kind of the juicy stuff that you talk about when you talk about getting a sandwich, you don't say, oh, I got this great bread. Maybe unless you're gluten-free like me and you're really excited when you find good bread, but (laughs) um, yeah, (laughs) it makes a difference, doesn't it? It Um, But, but, you know, you say, oh, I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, or I had a, you know, ham ham and cheese sandwich, whatever, you know, I mean, you talk about what's in the middle and that's where we first notice things going awry is our emotional states. And then the top part is the physical body. You know, um, by the time it gets down to the physical body, it's, um, it, it's this trickle down effect from the energy system to the emotional states, the physical body. And we start to have aches and pains. We start to have things go right in our physical system. So addressing it from the root is, you know, everything starts out as energy. So that really is the root. Whenever you have a traumatic experience, um, so you have a car accident or you're abandoned in your life, or you go through a divorce and in all of these things, you know, those are kind of root experiences. And we don't realize a lot of times that those experiences drive our decisions in life. 90% of what drives our decisions is in our subconscious mind and in our energy system that we, we aren't even aware of. And that other 10% is our conscious mind that we're aware of. So when you start digging in and, and bringing the things in your subconscious mind to your awareness to process them out, you start really um, start having the ability to, to really make a big shift. So addressing the root is really addressing the, the energy and the emotions that you're holding on to. And there's techniques in the book to help you kind of trace those back. There's in the moment techniques, which is the feel better in five minutes part, but there's also ways in the book to do the deeper work. Um, because really that's where the, the big shifts take place. Yeah. Well, and so what I'm curious then is, right, so there's this big work that people need to do, the understanding that we've had these traumas that have shaped who we are, 
and how we feel and how we show up. But so let's say you have a day and you're really grumpy. You know, just who knows? Some days there's you wake up on the wrong side of the bed. What do you have an opinion as to what's going on there or what people can do to release that and not let it shape everything in their day? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And and a lot of people just do kind of wake up on the on the wrong side of bed. And while there's a million reasons for it, um, you know, sometimes we're just not happy with our life in general. Sometimes you just wake up and your hormones are off. You know, I mean, there's, there's lots of reasons. Sometimes it's astrological, you know, and, and without getting into all of those tangents, uh-huh. um, one of the things that I, that I talk about in the book is your go-to emotion. And some people just wake up in a bad mood. I mean, it, it happens a lot for them. They would just wake up cranky. Some people just aren't morning people, but sometimes it's other things. They're just, they're just this low level depression or unhappiness, angst, that kind of thing. And so what I encourage people to do before they even get out of bed is that emotion you're feeling that you want to let go of, you just welcome that up. Say, yeah, I'm, I'm cranky this morning. I choose to welcome up all the emotions related to that. And I choose to let those go. And you just envision those floating up and out of your body and out of your space, out a window, out a door away from you so that you don't walk back through it and pick it back up. Uh, Cause emotions are kind of like, you know, if you walk through a cloud of smoke and, and you start smelling like the smoke, you know, it's the same kind of thing. You will, you can pick them back up. So you definitely want to send them up and out of your space, but doing some deep breaths with that is also really helpful. Um, if you feel anxiety in the morning, if you wake up with, with just feeling anxious for your day, doing some grounding exercises, digging your, you know, envisioning roots coming out of your feet and into the ground, and then just breathing up that grounded energy through your feet will help to calm you and center you, um, for your day. So those are a couple of things that I do recommend to people, you know, especially if they wake up in those States. Yeah. You know, one of the things that um, you mentioned, you're talking about traumas and some people will say, well, I haven't really had trauma in my life. Mm-hmm. What, what's your opinion of that? And when you say trauma, well, are you meaning just upsetting things? I mean, some people def- most definitely have trauma. <laughs> But. Of course. And, and I've had, I've had clients that I think one in particular that had a very happy childhood, had a very um, wonderful family life. His, his energetic boundaries and his psychological boundaries are very well balanced, you know, and, and he's just now finding the love of his life in his fifties. And he's like, why have I not found anyone until an awesome person? You know, um, sometimes it's just soul path. Um, sometimes it's, it's just, you know, you're, you're just not meant to, to meet that person yet kind of thing. But for other people, uh, other things that I've seen is people maybe have not had traumas, but they've had things occur in their life. Uh, in the book, I talk about uh, two types of energetic imprints. One is a traumatic imprint and another is a verbal inhibitory imprint. And while there's other things, these are just two simple ways to look at it. Um, I had a client once that her, um, she had relationship problems. She couldn't find, uh, the right one. You know, she's like, either she would try to fix the person that she was with, um, or she would, uh, put them on a pedestal. And when they started acting human, she would, you know, just kind of 
discard them. And she said, I don't understand why I do this. And when I looked at her energetically and started kind of, we started talking and digging back through things. She had a great relationship with her father. Um, but one of the things he would say is, you know, no boy is good enough for my little girl. And while that was him trying to make her feel special, what it did was it set up this thought process and this belief system in her energy system and in her mind that no one's ever going to be good enough for her. And so we started addressing that as, you know, unwinding that energy and helping her let go of all of the feelings around that, all those emotions and that belief system that she had put in place that was actually limiting her in her life. So sometimes people will say things that are well-meaning that are actually limiting us in life. So that that's actually a really common thing that I see with people that feel like they haven't really had any significant trauma, but they feel restricted in some way. So that's like one avenue that, that I do witness in clients sometimes that, that occurs. Yeah, that, that is super interesting. And one of the things that, um, you know, learning about the subconscious, there's this idea that the subconscious is very literal. So, you, you know, now as an adult, you could say, no, you know, no, no man is going to be good enough for my little daughter. You'd say, well, obviously you can see that's just being nice to her. But if the brain hears that a lot, especially when it's younger, it's going to take it literally. Yes. And yeah, and energetically and hold on to it. And it is very funny in my experience when you start to peel back some of the meanings that you made from your childhood, you know, what as an adult, you're like, well, that's obviously not true. But our brains were not able to actually make sense of them in a way that you would now as an adult. Right. It's pretty interesting. Yes. It's, you know, children view things very literally, you know, up till the age of seven, uh, roughly, we take everything in as truth. So everything that we're told before we're, you know, the age of about seven years old, when we start to develop discernment and like, well, is that really true? You know, and understanding the concept of, of things being, um, you know, um, not meant the way that they're said, you know, jokes or that type of thing, metaphors, you know, that's when those concepts start coming into play in our lives where we get the nuances. But um, up until that time, everything's very literal. So our, our subconscious is very literal and our energy system is very literal. The universe is very literal. So um, it's, it's a really interesting uh, balance whenever, you know, as a parent, when you're, when you're raising a child and you don't think about it, you know, I mean, these are things, my kids are 19 and 21, you know, when they were little, it was like, oh, I I'm doing good to get through the day, you know, kind of thing Mm -hmm. uh, as most parents are. So it's, it's interesting when we go back and we start unraveling the things for ourselves and the things that were said to us that we may not even think about, um, as being a limiting factor, we start to realize, you know, the power of words and the power of kind of those intentions and thought processes that are put into place when we're young. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's so, so interesting. I wish I could go back. Cause I also have three daughters about the same age. Um, go back and do it again. Now that I understand some of this, um, you know, some of the things that I said, 
And actually, it makes me wonder with kids, you know, do they pick up on your energy? What I'm wondering, you know, is there was a period where I was really anxious um, when they were young for I went through a period of really uh, being very, very anxious. I've dealt with it. And that's what got me all into this path, actually, of being a coach and everything. But I, now, as you're talking, I'm wondering if I like imprinted them with that, if that makes sense. You know, this feeling like the world is unsafe. And can I undo that for them? <laughs> or do, right, that exactly. Well, we know it's their path, right? I mean, everyone has their own path. But um, I would say yes, absolutely. You know, um, I... I talk to my husband a lot about just kind of my mother and, and the, the things that she unknowingly kind of imprinted upon me about the world and how it works and how people work and different social stratas and, and different things like that, that I'm realizing now that were imprints on me uh, as a child, just because of the decisions she made and the way she functioned and comments she would make offhand about different things. And, you know, I know I did the same thing with my kids, but I will tell you my younger son, whenever he would, if I would have a rough day, um, he would come home and he would be in the worst mood or he would be like, oh, today was so hard. I'm like, I can't, I can't listen to this. Like I had a rough day. <laughs> Did you just uh-huh. not do this right now? Uh, because he was, he was highly empathic, but um, it is interesting as, as mothers, you know, when we're running around and we're stressed and we're doing all the things, you know, our kids are watching that and they're going, oh, that's how life works you know, that's, that's, that's what we have to do in life. Okay. Life is hard. Life is stressful. It's a struggle, you know, this kind of thing. And, and we are constantly imprinting because the kids are watching us. They're very, um, they're very intuitive and they're very open and um, impressionable. So it, it is tricky when, when you're a parent to, to be aware and just kind of have, have that wherewithal to, take a moment, you know, and, and start, start being mindful of what you're saying and your actions and that kind of thing. And self-care isn't something that, you know, your kids see you practice, right. For the most part. And so when they grow up, guess what? They're not going to do it either, you know, and, but we learn as, as we're older. And I think that's, you know, when I, when I think about grandparents and, you know, I see different things on the internet about, um, oh, well, my mom never let me have ice cream, you know, before dinner or whatever like that. You know, it's, I think when we, not that, not that that's a a great thing to do, but you know, it's, it's just, you're a little bit more relaxed on, on the kids because you know, they're going to turn out fine. You know, it's doing one thing that's different or giving in to a child on a certain thing. When you're, when you're a grandparent, you know, you're like, oh, they'll be okay. You know, but when you're a parent, you're worried about doing every single thing correct right? We're, we're right. so worried about doing right. the right thing, saying the right thing, getting, you know, making sure they get the good grades and, and all this kind of stuff. And the emotional development, unfortunately, a lot of times really falls by the wayside. We don't focus on that when really, if we focus on that, everything else would fall into place. So it's, yeah. it's a different way of looking at it. But but I think if, if you haven't gone down the path, if you're just in this, in the societal hamster wheel of being a parent, you know, and, and, you know, you, you feel like, you know, your kids can constantly competing with other kids and this kind of stuff. It's, it, it makes it hard. I mean, you really have to step back and get out of that mindset and, and focus on them as a person and their personal development and emotional development. And they will be much better off long-term if we can do that when they're young. Right. 
Yeah, there. I wish we would uh, when we gave birth that they gave us lots of training on all of this. Not that it was a bad job. Well, which makes me then say, okay, so we've got these imprints, we've got these traumas, and is that something people can work in on their own, or is it something where they need outside help? You know, is it some? You know, I know that people come to you for healing, and you can do stuff. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about that in a minute, but what do people do on their own? If they're like, Oh, I can see that I am seeing that the world is really scary. And I learned that really early. Maybe my parents were depressed and anxious. So the world is scary. And so I go through life always seeing everything is scary. What do you do? Well, the, the first step is really awareness. Um, and, um, I was actually just talking, uh, to someone yesterday about this, you know, having the awareness, but then having the wherewithal to have the forgiveness for yourself for viewing it that way, because sometimes we're really hard on ourselves and we're like, oh yeah, I'm always anxious or I'm always, and there's the shame that comes with that. So releasing those feelings, that are on top of the fear and the anxiety and all of that. It's like the whole feeling like there's something wrong with you and just starting to work on that and have self-forgiveness. Like, yeah, I am feeling this and it is from these traumas, but you know what? I'm going to start working on this. I'm making a commitment to myself to do that and taking your power back. I mean, it's really a process of, of taking back your power and realizing you have the power to change where you are in your life. And it's a step-by-step process and then starting to work on it with these different techniques. You know, I I have a lot of them in the book. Um, So it's, you know, having the awareness and then welcoming up those emotions as you feel them. You know, we have those in the moment situations when we get triggered and that's what the initial the initial uh, techniques are about. It's like, okay, you're, you're feeling this anxiety or this anger or whatever. And you, you welcome it up, you choose to release it. Um, And then as you're doing that, one of the things that's important to say when you're doing that is also saying, and whatever it's attached to. And that actually helps to dig in deeper than you would if you're just releasing the surface emotions. It's like pulling something out by the root versus chopping off the top of weed. You know, you're not just doing surface band-aid work, you're getting to the deeper stuff. And as you're starting to get to the deeper stuff and you say, I choose to release this anxiety and whatever it's attached to, because emotions are attached, it's it's in a network. You know, all of these experiences that we have are in this network, this emotional network and this energetic network, the psychological network, it's all connected together. So if you're setting the intention to release that and whatever it's attached to, that anxiety that's attached to you know, um, being called on in class and, and stuttering when you're reading, you know, that kind of thing, all these pieces are attached together. So if you're releasing little bits of that, you don't necessarily have to be completely conscious of what you're releasing or what that's attached to. But as you're doing that slowly over time, you start to shift and then that actually opens up your awareness to understand how these things are connected. And I talk about that in the book, how to kind of go down the rabbit trail of, of how things are connected together and just letting your intuition guide you. A lot of times, you know, you may be releasing one emotion, you know, this anxiety, and then that triggers a memory of something else. And what it's, what is happening is your subconscious is opening up and bringing 
it to your conscious mind and your awareness, hey, this is connected to that. Even if it seems seem it's completely unrelated, there's yeah. there's an energetic attachment and an energetic string. And if you start working on that one when you have time, saying, okay, well, this anxiety is connected to me stuttering in class. Okay, well, me stuttering in class is connected to um some other experience that I had with my mother when she was asking me to tie my shoes and I had to hurry up and I was super stressed about it, you know, and had a lot of anxiety because I was just learning how to tie my shoes, you know, all these things are connected together. And so when we can start going down the rabbit trail and working on each traumatic experience, you say, I choose to release all the emotions that are related to stuttering in class and whatever that's attached to. And so you just keep going down that path over time, it really starts to make a fundamental shift. Your, your emotional states start to change and the way you view things, your perspective starts to change, which opens up, you know, possibilities for a new job, or you start seeing new pathways in your life and new possibilities that weren't there before, because you didn't have the um, emotional development because you were held back by those other traumas. Yeah, and the super interesting what you're talking. A couple of things that are coming up for me is first of all, going way back is that is the awareness of how hard we are on ourselves when we're not being exactly who we want to be, and starting to recognize how much we're beating ourselves up. Like, oh, okay, so I'm showing, you know, I'm always angry and I, you know, I lash out at people and that means I'm a terrible person. Like, and this is awful. And how could I do this? And starting to recognize and giving ourselves, just seeing how much that talk is going on inside of us and saying, Mm -hmm. oh, like compassion, like, oh, of course, this is the way I learned how to do it because of this. And like, I'm worthy to forgive myself. Yes. And then when you're talking about those pictures, you know, that idea of this comes up from the past. And sometimes I see people like, well, I don't know if that really happened. It, like, it doesn't really matter whether right. it happened or not. For real, if your brain is coming up with it, then there's something there to fix. Not fix. That's the totally wrong word. There's something <laughs> there to look at and feel through. Right. Um, and so trust it. Like, okay, if that's the impression, go with it. Um, because I know that stops people, you know, they're so literal. I'm like, no, do not worry about that. It does. So, yeah. I've had many of those situations, even for myself, you know, did that really, ha- you know, I'll go to a healer and they'll say, well, this happened to you. And I'm like, but did it though? You know, but it's sometimes it's, it's not the actual event that happened, but it's the way we interpreted the event that makes all the difference or maybe aspects of that happen. A lot of times if something super traumatic, you know, we block out pieces of it and we, we don't remember. And that's okay because as you're digging through this stuff, like you said, it doesn't actually remember if it happened or not. If it comes up in your mind, your mind has created it. So therefore it is holding you back in some way. And it, you may have a different, um, you know, you're, sometimes your brain will create analogies. I know when I'm working with people um, doing energetic work with them and doing readings, I will get 
you know, analogies that I'm like, I don't understand what this is saying. And that person will know exactly what it's saying. Like, Like, Oh, uh, that was like when this happened, you know, it's, it's just, it's being, we're in a constant state of creation, you know? So a lot of times we will create things in our minds that didn't actually occur. But when you remember something, you're just remembering something from the last time you remembered the event, you're not actually remembering the core event as it truly happened. So that's, that's an interesting thing too, about how the mind works. So I think that's, that's a really good point, what you're saying. Yeah. It's also interesting. And, and and also, I guess the last point on what of that is sometimes when you're dealing with these things, it feels like, oh my gosh, this is never ending and I will never change. But it really is like a process of recognizing, of becoming aware. And I can see how with yours, like, I'm, I'm going to release this. Just each time you release, you release, you release. And it's like a muscle. You get stronger. You you catch it faster. Um, and then you rewire. And it stops coming back, right? It's like sometimes people are like, this is just never going to change. Never going to change. Right. So. And I will I, I had years where I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding? More to release? I, I have a day or two where I feel good. Then I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I feel like I'm back in it again. But it's really a spiral upwards, you know? And what I tell people whenever they they are frustrated. They're like, Oh, I had this happen again. You know, it's a relationship or it's something, something happens with family or there's another drama. And I said, okay, how did you handle it? And they'll talk through it. And I said, okay, remember six months ago when you went through something similar and you handled it this other way, do you remember that? And people forget, you know, and they're like, like, yeah, Oh, I didn't do that. I said, exactly. You're healing. Yeah. The process healing. I want you to look back and pat yourself on the back for how you handled that differently. How you thought about that differently. You know, it's, that's why I do encourage people to, to write things down, you know, um, chapter three is the feel better assessment in the book. And so I said, you know, go back, revisit that, look at how you were dealing with that and what you thought about yourself and, and where you were at and where you're at now and the changes you've made, because a lot of times it's so gradual, we don't even realize it, but over time, you really do start to shift your perspective and how you deal with things. So it's, it's important for people to, to, you know, celebrate the victories, even if they're small. Yeah, it really is true. And then you sort of say, Oh, look, I did change it in that one moment. (laughs) Yeah. So good. It's been really fun talking to you And, and, you know, this, I love that analogy of the, the room filled with stuff. We are all rooms filled with stuff, (laughs) sometimes to overflowing. Um, Can you remind people again where they can learn more about you and your work? Of course. Um, I'm, my website is amandahainline.com and my book is on Amazon and you can also get it on Barnes and Noble. There's a link on my website as well that you can get uh, to either one of those places. And the book is feel better in five minutes An empowering guide to gain control over your emotions. Great. Thank you. It has been super fun talking to you and it's always encouraging to see. Okay. And also kind of fun, like look at it like a puzzle. <laughs> We're yes, all a puzzle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And feel it. Thank you. And listeners, thanks to you for showing up for yourselves. Um, if you're interested in discovering more about the superpower universe and how we help people um, find 
greater peace and connection, go to yoursuperpoweredmind.com and check out our programs there. Until next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 